Middle Georgia Dog Pound coming to you live from deep within Sanford Stadium, Dooley Field, in the locker room, right here with Matt and Kevin. Good to see you guys. Good to see Hello, you, man. Buddy. How you guys doing? Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. It's our special Merry Christmas edition of the Middle Georgia Dog Pound. Uh, wanted to get on here, just uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas and uh, look forward to. Uh, Great bowl season uh, as we approach the Orange Bowl, but uh, definitely want to touch base with everybody and uh, just make sure that we stay in touch and uh, go over a few things that were on our mind with the, the Georgia Bulldogs and the football team. And uh, just, uh, like I said, just wanted to have uh, an opportunity to, to dig in and uh, and pick Matt and Kevin's brain on a few things over the the, the, the season the 2021 season and uh so let's get into this thing guys what do you say let's do it so uh 2021 season i wanted to make sure that we talked about who are we felt like the the uh had the best play of the year um let's see if i could get my powerpoint to work here Got it wrong, Matt. Here we go. Top player, 2021. Matt, take it away, man. Who do you have? So I kind of separated mine out a little bit into uh, I call my su surprise players and then my step-up okay. players. And so right. it's hard to pick one because this year is such a special year for us um, in general. So uh, my surprise players, uh, I have two of them. Are um and and you, you when I say these you'll be like okay I mean uh, in, initially our first response thinks think surprise players we think okay the, the recruits that came in last year these freshmen that's just too simple so try something a little different um I'm looking I'm looking at Tyndall I think Tyndall was I mean we thought he was going to be a, a solid player but this this guy really came out and he has taken full opportunity of what he's done he's been a good leader on the team I love his his press conferences they're just so honest and upfront and true and funny I just love them. And then I'm like, and Jalen Carter, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Carter on the defensive line. We knew gotcha. um, Davis was going to be a stud, and so to see something like that emerge is really encouraging. And one of those guys I would say is a big surprise player. Uh, my step up players, people who actually who stepped up into roles we needed them to. Uh, there's another defensive line guy. I'm going to go with uh, 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 Wyatt. 
Um, he took an opportunity there to not be in, in the shadows of, of Davis, but really help himself not only his draft stock, but help us um, have one of the best uh, rushing defense lines in the nation. So I really, I really appreciate that. And of course, you can't say it without uh, digging into McConkey. I mean, what a guy came out of nowhere, uh, just been a hard worker. And we had uh, devastation in our um, in our uh, wide receiver core. The guy stepped up, and he's done a t- tremendous job. He's a really team guy, and we really love him. Um, so those are my two, I'd say, step up and surprise players that I've really um, uh, like watching this year. Well, I was hoping somebody would say Channing Tindall because I pulled a video out for Channing Tindall. So take a look. Tindall Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that uh that stepped up when we had a hole there that needed to be filled. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What, what, who's your top player? Uh, I got to go with Brock Bowers. I, you know, when this season started, let's be honest who who actually heard of Brock Bowers Nobody. before we we started this season? Uh, I don't think any of us expected that to be our our playmaker our go-to guy our big name guy that was that was going to step up and, and and take a uh our offense to another level um i think we uh all thought it was going to be one of these receivers that was going to have to step up and in place of pickings you know when we lost him um who knew who knew it was going to be brought bowers and, and it's Obviously, it's uh, it's helping us on our recruiting trail as well. Yep. I think for me, my guy is going to be Nicobe Dean. I think, and uh, he he has stepped up and showed out, and he's been the leader on this team on uh, on I mean, more more than one game, and so he's he's my player of the year, Nicobe Dean. I, I I don't think we would be where we are on the defense if it wasn't for him. So. I agree. He's when we get to talk about some of our players. When we asked one of our was our favorite player, he's he's my favorite player. Let's see, uh, who missed the mark? Who didn't Who didn't perform for one reason or another, whether it be injuries or he, he just didn't meet the grade that we thought he was going to do? Who Who? who uh, what player on the team kind of lets you down? So for me, it's a little bit different because um, the injuries did plague, uh, be a part, was a part of this as well. Um, but Canarius Jackson really has, I mean, I love this guy, really do local guy, and uh, just has not extended himself what he did last year. Last year really came into a, a better role, having more playing time, really coming out strong. A little bit of injury last year, but then the same thing this year, just a little bit hampered by some injury and just never really – was that guy that you see he's catching three, four balls a game, um, struggled to get open sometimes, just didn't didn't make the next step. And so 
not that he's a disappointment, but yet he just didn't, like you said, didn't, he missed the mark a little bit. But for him, for another person as well, who just literally for me is, I'm going to sound bad, but it sounds is like it's just a buzz is Robert Beal. I mean, just watching some of his loafing and some of his laziness on the field. And I hate to, I'm not picking at these players. I shouldn't, so I apologize if you look at it that way. But watching some of that film, had a chance to really make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Senior, he's hung it out. He's, he's hung out, you know, with other guys who come in but in front of him who've been successful at that defensive end kind of outside linebacker, you know, uh, mold. Come in with all the, you know, you know five-star rating, all this stuff behind him, length, size, but then just to never, ever really match up to what he was all to be. And then watch some of the games where he's just jogged his way around the field. is really disappointing. When he had a chance to come in after uh, um, Ander- um, Anderson went out and you know, Adam Anderson went out and to take that role, he just didn't do it. It's just kind of – it's kind of just disappointing. Yep. What about you, Kevin? Um, I think uh, Jack Saint is one of those that I thought was going to have a, a bigger year, you know, coming off his injury from uh, the Florida game of last year. I really thought he was going to step up his game this year and come out, and uh, you really hadn't heard too much out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I, I figured he was going to – have one of these breakout years to to right the ship from his injury last year. Um, uh, I think uh, Matt took my guy from the defensive side. I have to agree with you there on on Bill. He has not been the guy that we thought he was going to be. That's for sure. Well, for me, uh, mine is Adam Anderson. Uh, I've really expected him to to show up and show out and be a dominant player for us, and stupid things off the field just have ruined his career, and I don't know that he's going to be able to come back from it, which is an absolute shame. Yeah. Up until that, that, he was dominant. Up to yeah. that, he was having yeah, a stellar year. He was. But on the offensive side of the ball – my boy, Arian Smith, I talked and talked and talked and talked and talked about what he was going to do, and he just could not stay healthy. And um, he just and, – and that's not a good good sign. If, if you can't be healthy through the full season, I mean, I'm not sure what you could do in the NFL. <laughs> it's yeah. not looking good for him. So, for me, that's, those are the player, that's the player that missed the mark. Who do you think is going to enter the portal after the bowl games? All right. So I really don't know who's going to be the first one. Uh, I have a few here that I think will be serious contenders for checking out other locations um, because of the just just based off of what we've seen or lack of seeing them on the field. Plus, what we're bringing in this class makes me think mm-hmm. that a lot of these guys are leaving early. And so I have. Um, you guys will remember this guy. His name is uh, Clay Webb. Mm-hmm. He was a five-star uh, mm-hmm. offensive lineman. Have not barely seen this guy. I think he's an opportunity guy to leave. Um, I think Carson Beck is going to be on, is going to be in the portal here at about three four weeks. Um, Justin Robinson, a wide receiver who's oh, yeah. uh, who's really has got some good measurables and he's one of our, our best blocking receivers. But that's about it. He's his mm-hmm. hands have not been where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lancaster, a cornerback, Lancaster's an opportunity as well. 
Um, even uh, Kim, I think even Kimber, one of those two guys, both one or both those guys have opportunity. And then even with this, uh, the cornerback, we had got a little bit of trouble as well off the field. Uh, you know, was it as I say his first name, uh, something Green? I forget how you say it. Is Nalen or something like that? Green? Nalen. Nalen Green. Him. And then the running back we got last year, and and we got last year in the class, but he's not even playing running back right now. He's playing cornerback. Mm. Um, uh, Carroll. Um, I'm not sure if he's gonna. He's going to stick it out at, at cornerback, or he's going to try to uh, go somewhere else that needs a running back and try to put his hand in that in that field because he's you know got that that red shirt freshman year if he wants to use it or not. Those are mine that I think. I know I said you said one, but those are my top contenders. I think. Kevin, what do you think? Um, I'm going to throw something out here, and y'all are probably going to hate me for it, but I think JT Daniels goes into the portal. Hmm. Could be. I think with the. Uh, the Gunner Stockton coming in, um, I, I think he goes and he looks for something where he doesn't get hit as much. Um, and let's be real, JT Daniels has not been healthy since he's been a quarterback for Georgia. Um, I think he's going to be one of those that could possibly go. And I think uh, Matt's right. I think Carson Bates going to be one of those that, that enters the portal. Um, other than that, that's about the only ones that, that really – I think he have an opportunity to uh, to transfer out. I'm gonna say Rylan Gogi. He's the uh, tight end. He's like six foot six, six foot seven. He's a big old guy, but he has not seen the field. And with the the tight end room that we the tight ends that we just brought in, he he's gonna see the writing on the wall that he's not gonna see the field. And I think he's gonna be the first one to go. But that's my guy. That's a good one. Uh, all right, twenty twenty one play or moment of the season. What's your what's your play of the season, Matt? Oh, I couldn't. I, I gave you a top five, and I couldn't. Uh, it's hard to dwindle why I would pick a play of the season, and there's so many different reasons why. I I picked okay. I picked four. <laughs> That's awful. Um. Well, you only four. sent me you only sent me one for a video, so I know. that's the only one you got. <laughs> I, I know. And I'll tell you why the ones I, that I have, and I don't want to take everybody else's because I want to hear your reasons. It could be some of the ones that you guys have, but the reasons why I picked the ones I picked. Um, I really think uh, if it sounds good, it happened so early, but it, it, it was really a staple, and it's really honestly what helped us win the game is uh, Christmas in a pick six. That was yeah. tremendously awesome, and mm-hmm. I still love watching that. It was so early that but we forget about how good mm-hmm. that was, how much momentum change that was for us in that game. Um, I really like uh, uh, um, Jordan Davis, uh, his 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 running touchdown. That was because of all of the hard work he puts into, and in, in this uh, almost like in a and a a, a award for him for all the things he's done for us this season. Uh, you know, I think that's a big deal. Even his his safety on South Carolina was awesome. Uh, we, we forget about that as well. Mm-hmm. I love seeing safeties and stuff, especially with big guys like that. Um, but ultimately, I think the one that I love, and some of his the reason why it was such a big deal to me and a play of the season for me is because I was there and I saw it live, um, is, is uh, Dan Jackson's uh, punt block. Um, love seeing these underdogs. I'm a big underdog person. That's mm-hmm. why I always feel like Georgia's going to lose every week. <laughs> I feel like we're the <laughs> underdog and we're going to lose every um, But he's an underdog, un- guy without a scholarship, busting his tail every day. Mm-hmm out there and love to see him get that play. And I was there to watch it live. And so 
and Brian will tell you I screamed my my head off, and <laughs> people sitting next to me were looking at me crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's watch it. Yeah, that guy that was way over there on the 40-yard line going berserko, that was Matt. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, what's great. your play, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, I've got three main ones, and I think I sent these to you. Um, number one is Brock Bauer's first touchdown catch in the UAB game. That was where we saw what we had in Brock Bowers. That, that guy just dusted the entire defensive side of UAB. I mean, everybody. The only guy that ran him down was Lad McConkey. <laughs> uh, and the second one is Lad McConkey's touchdown catch in the Auburn game. That guy just blew by everybody, got open, and got hit with a dime for a touchdown. The third one is Nakobe Dean's pick six in the Florida game. Well, mm. You can have it. Good. I'm just saying I got three. Those are my three. Nakobe Dean's catch and pick six blew that game apart. That's what opened that Florida game wide open for Georgia. I like that. Yep. Well, that that was one of mine that I had picked too. That was what what turned the tide on the on the Florida game. Everybody, all the Florida fans went home after that. Yep. Well, here let's let's watch them. What do you say? That's a bit back That's in the ball. Back, back in the ball. Fakes the pitch. Throws it out to the tight end on the far side. On the far side. On the far side. On the far side. Drop power. Drop power. He's gonna take it. He's gonna take it on the way. Touchdown. Touchdown. Stuff, man, cool memories. Well, let's see McConkey's. It was slinging it all over the field. He will go there. He will go there. He will go there. He will go Just absolutely textbook. He set up a little corner weave and then got across him. Absolutely a beauty, a beautiful. Yeah, I love that one, man. Yeah, that that's the dagger in that game right yeah, there. It sure was. Yeah, Nakobe Dean pick six sent all the Florida fans home. Let's watch it. Second down, Second 11, down 11 for Florida. Florida. They're on their own 47, 47 yard, yard line. Richard Smith with that three receiver to hit right, hit right, two to the left. Dogs have three down linemen. Now we fake the blitz with Anderson. Anderson will bring three. Anderson kind of hovers. Pick! Pick! Oh, and it's intercepted by Nakobe Dean. Goodbye! Goodbye! 
Smith, the 50, Smith, 40, 40, 40. Instead of taking it in the house, the center's coming in. Team D is gone. It's gone. Talking about going crazy. I was going crazy after that play. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, uh, our daddy was uh, losing his mind over there on that play right there. Well, the final play for the 2021 season, or the final moment, I would say, was Jordan Davis getting the uh, becoming an honorary member of the Red Coat Band. Uh, it still gets me every time. I am pleased to give, pleased to give this plaque, this plaque, the recognition of his uncommon, uncommon, exemplary citizenship and character, character, invaluable contribution to the UGA community, and in particular, the joy he brings about a number of other members of the Red Coat, the University of Georgia Red Coat, and the Red Coat awards the title, honorary member, number 99, He's on the step ladder, the step leading, ladder the band. leading the band. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. That is a young man, that a young man that has taken that this has experience taken this as a Georgia as a Bulldog to the absolute maximum and enjoying every step of the way in his time here. And just a big old smile on his face right now as he's leading the Red Coats. Yeah, and the team has surrounded Jordan while he's still up there. We heard a lot about the love that this team has for one another, and I think that epitomizes it right there. Yeah, just don't get much better than that right there, dude. <laughs> That's good. Just, just don't get much better. Well, listen, let's uh let's talk a little bit about our 2022 signees. Who have you been most impressed with? So, for me, I picked two. Um, uh, one, because I think we always – when it comes to recruiting um, and it comes to players that come in, the tendency for Georgia – or any, I guess any college football uh, fan is to always try to compare them that they're the next whatever they may be. And so, for, for me, um, we've been blessed at, at UGA for some incredible running backs in the past. And so we're always, it was always who's the next Herschel or who's the next Gurley. And, you know, now it's kind of like, you know, who's the next Chubb or Michelle kind of thing. And so I think the guy we have here uh, that I'm really, uh, I'm really keen on and want to be excited about is, is his name is, uh, is, is Brunson Robertson. Uh, he's, he's really built like Chubb, which is kind of surprising. Um, super strong legs, arms, uh, and has some surprising speed on him. Uh, and you know, you'll, you'll, he has some things to work on for sure. Um, like me and Ryan talked about earlier, looking at how he holds the ball a little bit, but he'll learn all that stuff as he gets into, into, into spring training and things. But, uh, I'm really excited about this guy. I think he's going to be a heck of a ball player for us. And right now he's the only one we have signed in this class. We're still waiting on one more if possible, if not a transfer. So I'm really excited about seeing what he's going to do for us next year.
Stuff. Um, thank for me. Oh, go ahead. I'm no, you go. You're good. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say the Nylon Morissette is, gonna, is uh, my guy. Uh, he's a receiver. If I can get his video, I'm hoping I can get his video to play. But uh, he's a receiver, really thick receiver. Um, he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he reminds me a lot of George Pickens of how of his ball control. Um, and his athletic ability, and he's hard to tackle. Um, uh, he has one catch that's on this uh, this video that I'm going to show that is unbelievable. I'm like, how in the world did he have enough body control to uh, catch that? Basically, he's down the sideline, and um, he goes up one hands the ball now keep in mind this is a high school player that one hands the ball and watches it as it falls and as he's falling to the ground he still catches it which is unbelievable um let me bring this screen on so you can see it Oh my gosh. Good stuff. Yep. And then Kevin, I think you had a Julian Humphrey. Yeah, Julian Humphrey. This kid right here, he's in high school. All I could find was his junior year. I'm I'm not sure if he got hurt. Senior year or what? Um, maybe Matt, you know, I, I I couldn't find any information on that. But I don't. I, I watched some of his videos. This kid played both sides of the ball in high school. He played wide receiver and corner. And uh, man, he's got some amazing hands. I've got his video here. We're gonna pull it up in just four seconds and play this thing.
yeah, he, he can tackle. That kid can flat out lay a hit. Yeah, he'll lay the wood on you. <clears throat> yeah, that's, those are some good uh, good players. You had one more, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, I, this is a guy was a surprise for me, even coming into recruiting. Uh, I, I just didn't think that we were going to end up being that high on the list, but I think his dad really kind of convinced him uh, seeing the towards the future and towards uh, uh, what he can develop in for draft stuff is um, is – uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think he's going to be that guy. He's going to be that, that edge rusher that we're looking for to help uh, develop in the next couple of years to really be one of those guys that we see now, like, like um, you know, our uh, Ojolari and and uh, Nolan Smith and the guys like that, you know, in the past and you know, all the guys we've had like Carter and, and Bellamy and guys like that who really can press, press the quarterbacks on the edge. He's got he's, he's still got some room for some muscle in that frame too, so that should be good. Good deal, man. Good deal. Uh, the future is bright. Let's just put it that way. I mean, uh, we've we've definitely got uh, opportunities to continue to dominate um, in the SEC East, and uh, and no matter what happens with this merger with it, with Oklahoma and Texas, I think we're still going to be vying for that. SEC championship every year, and so that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, any, any final thoughts? Starting to get a little bit nervous now for the for the Michigan game. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that next week. Uh, we'll try to do a show on Thursday night, and we'll do it live. Um, we'll recap. We'll go. We'll give a preview of the Orange Bowl, and uh, we'll dig into some stats and talk in detail about how will we match up with Michigan and who to be uh, paying attention to uh, on the Michigan side of the ball. Uh, and uh, we'll be ready to go for that game. I think we might match up really well, but I don't really want to dig into that. I don't want to get give give too much information on that, but. The main thing I wanted to do on tonight's show was just remind people to, and you've said it a million times, Matt, is to, is to soak this season in because these these types of seasons don't come around every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us to have a 12-0 and season, uh, it was special. And I wanted to make sure that I reminded people that these, these kids are just not football players. They're students. They're people. Uh, they have families. And, uh, you know, Treat them like you would your own children. That's all I can say. Yeah, I think you said it, Brian. I mean, these are these are kids. They're still kids. They're uh, growing into uh, their adult uh, lives, and, but they're still kids. I mean, they're 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and uh, they're coming out on every Saturday and putting on a show for us all to enjoy. So I think we should uh, – should definitely uh, respect that, and then, uh, like you said, you told me at the beginning of the season. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna witness something something great in a special season, and uh, we've done it so far, and uh, we're gonna continue on. Yep, 
Well, Matt, you got any final thoughts, my friend? Just want to uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Um, ultimately, remember that this this season is, you know, yes, we love football, we love bowl season, but ultimately this this uh, this time of year is for us to remember uh, the great gift that God has given us in Jesus and that uh, ultimately that's the prize that we have. Yes, uh, a bowl game would be great, a bowl win would be great, but uh, ultimately he is the, the great the great joy and the great gift that, that the Lord has given us, uh, and this is a remembrance of that time. Amen. Couldn't have said it better, my friend. Yes, sir. All right, guys, we will be back here on Wednesday night previewing the Orange Bowl, getting ready for the game. Actually, be Thursday night. I said Wednesday night. Thursday night, December 30th. And we'll get ready for the Orange Bowl. We'll go kick some wool, Wolverine tail, and take this thing on to the National Championship. So, have a Merry Christmas. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.